Hey everyone, George here. Just wanted to let you know about the Patreon Greg and I just opened. If you're interested in backing us, you could go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and look up the SNES podcast. We do not have a custom link yet, but if you're willing to back us, you get something back in return. That's crazy, isn't it? But hey, you know, you could get a shout out, you can get early access, or you can get even more. I'll let you explore our page here. Yeah, this is uh, awesome. I'm glad that we have enough of a following to be able to open a Patreon page. So I'll let you look at that. And uh, thank you so much. You're all beautiful people. Everybody, welcome to Super NES Podcast. Uh, coming at you once again. Uh, I am Greg. He is George. Bury me with my money. That was pretty close. <laughs> it sounds better than the SNES version. Well, I mean, like you know, the the, the um uh, I actually I, I'm actually meant that the quote was pretty close, but no, it's yeah, it's literally can... bury me with my money. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, uh, this is episode number ninety seven. We're recovering um, another port of a very popular, uh, uh, like port of a popular Konami arcade game. We've already covered several of those in this podcast history, but this time we're looking at Sunset Riders, uh, which originally came out in the arcades in September to like September nineteen ninety one, and got released on the Super NES in, uh, in North America and Europe only. Curiously enough, no Japanese release for this one um, in June. Of, um, June 1993. So uh, this was a pick from George. Uh, I think, I think, I think George had always liked the arcade game, like I did, but he was surprised we never covered it yet. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Because yeah, we were so. we were like, okay, what are we gonna do next? And you were like, well, I have a suggestion, and I was like, oh man, I never thought of Sunset Riders. Yeah, we should totally do that. We've talked about doing it in the past. I mean, like, not you, other people before in the past. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just never came up. I was surprised like, that you know, it wasn't covered already. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I was also, like, thinking about it recently because a uh, Vic Sage, who's a prominent, prominent podcaster uh, on the Richard Nuggets Network, who does a whole bunch of, like, you know, like, horror movie-themed uh, podcasts and some other stuff, he also, does, he also does a podcast called Diary of an Arcade Employee. Where he talks about a game that's featured at, an, at a classic arcade in Arkansas where he works at, and he did an episode on Sunset Riders about six months ago that was very good. Oh, okay. So, um, so he so so he goes into very good detail about the arcade version, its history, its development, how the, how that version of the game plays and whatnot in that podcast. If you want to hear about the arcade version of the game, I highly recommend checking ch- checking out that podcast. Uh, we're going to focus upon. The differences between the arcade and the Super NES version uh, in this podcast and uh, podcast like how the Super NES version plays. Uh, but I will talk about the arcade, the arcade game, the arcade game, just just a little bit here to give us some context. Uh, obviously, this is a Konami release. Uh, Konami was certainly was certainly at the peak of their powers during the '80s and early '90s. Uh, both the arcade home market, and this game's no exception. It's a um, uh, it's a pretty typical run and gun game, and uh, um, uh, like uh, reminds me a lot about a lot of other Konami games uh, like this time period, like for example, like the TMT games and also the Batman games. Um, uh, like how it plays, um, but it has, uh, but 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 it's fairly unique in having a Wild West theme because not a lot of arcade games 
or, or console games for that matter, the slavery had like a Wild West theme to them. Um, yeah, the, the computer market's a lot more common area to cover games in this genre for some reason. I'm not sure why that is, but uh, that's how it's always been over the years. But they, uh, Don't ask me. Konami also uh, uh, Konami also had produced a few uh, 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 years previously. And I really recommend playing this game because I think it holds up pretty well. This has always been a favorite of mine. Uh, like the NES, like a little hidden gem. Uh, Konami, Konami got the license to make a Lone Ranger video game for the NES like in the 80s. And it's a very good game, actually. I remember uh, this. Can, uh, it, uh, it's a combination... Some stages are your typical um, side-scrolling uh, uh, action, and other stages are first-person first person where you do shooting, and you can either use the controller or the zapper uh, to play through those stages. Um, yeah, uh, you really don't need to know anything about the Lone Ranger to enjoy it. Uh, it's very colorful, uh, colorful, like very like good music, uh, a very fun game. So I guess maybe Konami decided to go back to the well, so to speak, with another like Wild West themed game. Um, and so Sunset Riders was born, but uh, this is a, a JAMA uh, uh, um, arcade game. Uh, the the common board of the time period. The, the, the arcade game was released in both a two-player and a four-player version. Uh, the two-player version, in my experience, is the more uh, like the more uh, common uh, common one to find. That's the one. Uh, uh, that's when I was played as a teenager uh, when I played this game, like in the arcades. That's really interesting. Um, whenever they make these variants. Like all, you, like all you hear is m- most people are like, yeah, I always, I always found the the two player one or the four player one instead of the four or six player one or whatever. It depended upon the game though, because like for example, the TMT games, I would, uh, you know, I, I mean, I always thought it was like four players. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And for example, the Capcom, the Capcom games, uh, the Dungeon Dragon games, uh, were always uh, you're always available to four players. Um, so. But uh, so I guess it just depends upon the game. But uh, so yeah, uh, the gameplay of this is your pretty typical uh, running gun style, of, uh, 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 style gameplay. It's not really much of a story per se. Just like you know, you play, uh, you, uh, you're a bounty hunter basically, uh, who's going out to claim uh, various slavery rewards by tracking down these uh, uh, these big bad criminals. Wanted dead or alive? Yeah, there's, there's eight stages all together in the game. And each stage has a theme, and you just go through enemies of reskin enemies usually, but at least the enemies usually connect to the theme in some like some way, shape, or form. Uh, and it, and then you have a boss fight at the end. So some of those bosses can be very, very difficult. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um. So oh oh I oh yeah. Speaking about like you know like Wild West themed games, another of my favorites like the NES, uh, which was also originally an arcade game. How can I forget about this? Gunsmoke. That's a great game. Never heard of it. Really, you need to play that one. Gunsmoke's an awesome game. Uh, the, the NES version is significantly different than the arcade version is, but I think they're, you know, the NES version of the game is very good. At, uh, that's a Capcom game. Uh, it's a it's a top done, a top down six stage long game where you control a cowboy and it has a couple of neat gimmicks to it. For example, you have two guns and two guns and you push the A button, you shoot left. You push the B button, you shoot right. If you pull, can you push both of them down at the same time? And you shoot, you, you know, uh, they shoot straight. And you can also get horses, which increase your hit points. And you have to find a wanted poster hidden in every stage. And then, and if you find a wanted poster, I, 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 you can't advance the boss fight. So, the stage will loop endlessly unless you endlessly but you find the wanted poster. And there's also the gimmick. I, I remember. I, I don't think it, I'm sure other games have done this. I'm just not sure of any games games on top of my head where you could buy every now and then from a shopkeeper various weapons. Uh, to make your shot stronger, shotguns, rifles, uh, rapid fire guns, that kind of stuff. But the money for it is taken away from your points. So your points kind of act like money in, like in this game. So uh, I can't think of any other games that kind of do a system like that. Hmm. I don't remember any of that. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Gunsmoke and Long Ranger are also are, are two other Western Western themed console games that are highly recommended. So. But anyway, I uh, didn't mean to go off that tangent, but anyway, uh, 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 Sunset Riders is very typical in gameplay, I think, to most of the other Konami beat-em-ups at this time period. But, but the, um, you know, we already mentioned the Turtles games, the Batman games. Um, you know, the, 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 the length of the game is about the same, half an hour to an hour long, depending on how good you are on the game. Uh, difficulty, I think this game is fairly difficult. I don't think it's the hardest Konami arcade game, but it certainly is 
up there a bit for complexity. Well, it was difficult um, to me. <laughs> um, so the so the game like the game came out for both it's a, it's like the game came out for like both Genesis and Super NES. The Genesis version came out first in December of 1992. The Super NES version followed six months later. Uh, Konami did not farm this out. Uh, this, uh, uh, both versions of this game were developed uh, in-house, uh, played with consoles. But the Genesis version features significant differences. Uh, George and I were talking about this like a bit off mic. I'm not sure why the Genesis version differs so much. Um, I couldn't find anything on there about the card sizes. Maybe it's maybe it's maybe the Genesis card size was smaller for some reason. So maybe the, so that's um, uh, like maybe because they figured that. Uh, or it could have been programming programming, programming challenges or, or, or challenges to make it to port in the game or maybe the program assigned to the job just weren't simply super experienced the experience of the hardware. Uh, that could be any number of reasons, but... Genesis version of the game only features like two out of four of the characters uh, to select from. And the like, four of the eight bosses. Uh, that sounds terrible, are, dude. Uh, the controls are remapped. Uh, the names... The names have changed. Uh, uh, the names. The names changed. Changed around because because there's only because there's only four bosses. Uh, the stages are the stages are divided up into chapters instead. So it's like you have like one 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 two two one two two and so on and so on. Um, you weren't kidding when you said this was neutered. <laughs> uh, bonus stages are different. Um, so and some of the icons. Uh, um, some of the icons like a different like as well also. Uh, However, the however, the, however, the, the Genesis version does have a two-player versus mode, which Super Nintendo version doesn't have. So it's one thing going for it. I don't care about that. I'd rather have the full arcade experience. <laughs> so Konami tried very hard for most of their arcade Super Nintendo versions to make the game very close to the arcade game, and they usually succeeded. Um, and they usually succeeded. Uh, TMT, Turtles uh, um, uh, in Time, for example, was very, very close to it's like the arcade version. Uh, Sunset Riders also was very close to the arcade version. Most of the changes they made were for censorship reasons. Uh, because even though Nintendo was not as being so strict with that at then as it used to be, they're still, uh, they're, uh, I imagine, I imagine Nintendo still asked Konami to make some changes to this game for some, uh, for some of the things. Uh, for example, uh, some of the, the saloon dancers from stage four and the, uh, uh, like in the, like in the barmaid from stage one are dressed more conservatively in the Super Nintendo version than compared to the arcade version. Of course, it's a Nintendo console. Yeah. So, uh, some of the, um, uh, uh, some of the voice, some of the, some, uh, 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 all the bosses speak in both the arcade and the Super Nintendo version of the game. They have an opening line and a closing line after you beat it, uh, you have to beat them. Uh, they added in subtitles, uh, for those for the Super Nintendo version. Which the arcade version didn't have, and they also changed some of the some of the some of the wording of those lines slightly uh, into less offensive lines, uh, pretty much. Well, now I kind of so, kind of figure out what these these lines are. They also 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 because of censorship, uh, also because of a fe- uh, uh, fear of a fear of offending somebody. Uh, stage six, stage six, which is the Native American stage, was uh, like was like was changed quite a bit. Uh, this is the biggest change to the Super Nintendo version of the game. The enemy characters, uh, the, uh, uh, the Native Americans' enemy characters in, in that stage were removed in place of regular outlaws, uh, leaving only the boss as being Native American, who was called Chief uh, Chief Scalpum in the, in the arcade game, which we named the Chief Wigwam in the uh, Super Nintendo version. Yeah, that sounds about right. So. But that's about it, really. I mean, like, you know, everything else is pretty much the same. So. It's, uh... Uh, the graphics are a little bit different, of course, because, of course, the Super NES wasn't quite as powerful as the Jamma arcade board that was running the game, but... Uh, this should look very close to the arcade version. Um, you know, I, I, you know, uh, I don't know if you looked at any comparison, uh, photos or videos, George. There are several of them out there, but... Uh, they're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, from what I remember... I've, yeah. I've definitely seen the arcade version before. Um, yeah, they they look close enough. Um, I mean, even just just on their own, they look great. Um, I do I do question some of the car choices. Yeah. Uh, for example, like you know, like the horse that you're on in one stage is kind of a reddish color, which kind of seems a bit strange. But um, yeah, whatever. Um, Wait, really? I only remember the horse being black. 
Yeah, it depends upon the player that you're playing, I, I think. Uh, uh, okay. So, uh, some of the covers, at, uh, um, I, I definitely was this with, like, you know, TMT, Turtles in Time as well, also. The covers of Super Mario's version are not quite as vivid or bright as they are, like, the arcade version of the game, uh, because the hardware is being used, but... Right. Uh, the graphical, the graphical scaling and the models themselves are still the same. Uh, it's still, uh, they're still a very graphically, like, graphically pretty game. Uh, there's still the parallax scrolling, like, in the arcade version of the game. Uh, the Wild West theme is still here. It, 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 so, I still hear, like, doubling very well, so. Yeah, graphically speaking, this is, uh, I, uh, graphic, uh, oh, the font at the top of the screen with, like, the, um, uh, the, you know, like your score and whatnot. That's also that's also given a very wild west, western font. So, um, yeah. So, like overall, this is very like you know like like a very like very good like Super NES game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Uh, the music the music was carried straight over like the arcade game as well too. Um, uh, good music. I mean, like not. Not a great soundtrack, I think, but it's still like a good soundtrack for what it is. Uh, obviously, mo- obviously, the main stages have a very like Western theme to them, so uh, it fits the action very well, I thought. So, which is which is the thing you know, which is the thing that we care most about. So, mm-hmm. um, so like you know, like good music, I thought. Yes, it's uh, it's it's really nice. Uh, so uh, the um. So the game, like the gameplay itself, like for those of you who haven't, uh, like are rare, are familiar, familiar with it, uh, pretty basic controls. You have the, um, uh, uh, you have the, you have the A button, which you can use to be able to, uh, like do sliding, uh, every now and then to be able to help to avoid uh, avoid shots, or enemies, or like whatnot. Uh, B allows you to jump. Uh, why is your why is your why is your firing like your firing gun button? Um, and X is only used in the title screen. Um, so because this was a, you know, because this was a three-player, uh, sorry, a three-button game originally, like, in arcades. So, um, so they just map those buttons out to the A, B, and the Y. I mean, you can make it a three-player game. You give each person a different <laughs> thing they can do, you know? Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, this is a two-player version of the game, also, if you want to. You can also play with a friend, which is very nice. Um, which you're probably going to need anyway. <laughs> to be honest, so uh, you have four people to pick from to pick from the start of the game, like I said before, and like um, unlike many other games, there are some differences. There are some differences, like even like four players, which I didn't realize. <laughs> totally forgot oh, about this. I'm, I'm sorry for not mentioning it earlier, but uh, <laughs> uh, the main difference the, the main difference the main difference between them, besides their looks, uh, looks are weapons, pretty much, because they, um, you have Steve, who's a cowboy. Uh, his weapon's a pistol. And you can also get power-ups like your weapons twice. You can do two power-ups to your weapons. A silver badge will allow you to power up the weapon once, and a gold badge will allow you to power up it again. So there's like three levels of power for the weapons. Uh, you can and get those separately, so I wouldn't say they're yeah. really oh, levels, because yeah, right. yeah. one yeah. one's automatic, and another one actually like upgrades your gun. Like It, uh, it gives you like a second gun. Right, so. yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, the up- uh, the upgrades are the same across the across the board. Yes. Uh, the, the the second weapon, second level level gives you gives you you'll give you double shots, and the third level gives you the double shot with rapid fire function. So uh, Steve has a pistol, which uh, has pistol which has uh, which has average range. Uh, Billy's just pretty much a cower power swap of of Steve. He's also a cowboy, and he also has a a, a, a pistol. He has a revolver. He has a he, yeah. he has a six shooter, a six gun, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yep. Well, yeah, the game calls them both pistols. Does so. it really? Yeah. But that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Bob's more interesting. Bob's kind of like a. He kind of looks like a bounty hunter, actually. I thought. Um, okay. Uh, he uh, he has a very outdoorsman-like look to him. Right. Um, and, and he uses a rifle, which is the best a rifle, which has the best range, the best range of any weapon in the game. And finally, you have uh, Cornando, uh, your Mexican guy, uh, who has a shotgun, uh, uh, which is a fun weapon to use. I thought his name was Cormano. Cormano, sorry. My Spanish is terrible. <laughs> I don't remember seeing a D in there. So, I think you said that he, So, George, I think you said that he, um, I think you said that he was your like preferred character to play as. Well, I played through the whole game as Billy, and then I was like, mm. wait, what did these other characters do? And I was like, 
Dude, why didn't I play as Cormano? Because I <laughs> I got through the first level without dying using Cormano. The only time I died, like I only played through the first level with Cormano, right. but yeah. the only time I died was when I was fighting the boss. I was like, dude, this was like so much easier. Yeah, I usually used, yeah, I usually, yeah, ever since the arcade, I've always liked to use Bob the most because, yeah, because like, uh, because Bob's rifle has the longest range and range is so good in this game. I feel like the characters are like a difficulty selection. Um, they're not designed as such, but they could be because Right, well, like, like if you're playing as Billy, you only have one bullet going across the screen and sure, and the faster you tap, the faster you can shoot. And then you and get an upgrade, and then he shoots slightly up with the second gun, sure. Right. But Cormano, you have a shotgun, and then when you get the one of the upgrades, you have two shotguns, and then you get the next upgrade, and it's an automatic double shotgun. Like, that makes it so much easier. <laughs> How is that not kind of technically difficulty in a, in, in a way? You know? Well, uh... I suppose. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's be honest here. You you want to fight off a bunch of enemies. Are you going to use two two revolvers, or are you going to use two shotguns? Depends on how much damage they do. Oh I, my I god, Greg. Uh, one, <laughs> bullet, one, one bullet or one pellet kills all. Okay? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. The bullets were designed in this game to just like, do the same amount of damage. If, like, at the same power levels at least. If you get different power levels, it's a totally different story, of course. But... Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, again, like, you know, like, turtles. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the turtles, the four turtles were designed, to be, were, were, were designed to be basically the same, but there are differences in gameplay style because the weapons they use and whatnot. Same thing here. So, I mean, like, I think it depends upon your play. Uh, so, I think which character you're, you're, your favorite depends upon your gameplay style. Maybe. So. Um, there are three difficulty levels, there are three difficulty levels that you can have in this game. Easy, normal, and hard. The only difference is really between them is that the enemies shoot faster, uh, like, have better reaction time. Uh, between the different levels, so uh, you can also you can also you can also change you can also change the menu screen and, and and believe me, I love Konami having this like in their games. Besides besides the different level, you can also affect the number of lives you can use the shirt off with, uh, which is so good. And you can also do the sound test uh, right there in the menu too, as well as what you want to. I kind of wish so. these games would give you unlimited, but there there is a code for that. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I I used it. <laughs> to finally yeah. get through this game. I had a there lot a of trouble of, doing it without the code, I'll yeah. be honest with you. There are, there are a bunch of codes in this game, so so since we're already talking about it, I might as well like go over them like right now. Sure. Um, there's no there's no stage select per se. Uh, I'm sorry, there is a, I'm sorry, there is a stage select. Um, on the character select screen, you need to push the L, 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 R, 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 R. You okay over there? L, 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 R, 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 R. Sorry, go on. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's five L pushes, followed by like five R pushes. The shorter buttons. So, uh, then pick a character, and you'll be able to do a stage select. Um, if you want to advance directly to the final level, however, you can go to the options screen and use the, the options screen, like use the E pad, uh, like D pad, D pad the code, left, 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 up, up, right, 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 to go like, uh, like to go like right to like stage eight. Um. If you want to have uh, extra players and continues on higher difficulty settings, uh, on the main menu you can use another code and then go to options to select the five, play up to five players and five continues. Like for any of the difficulty, uh, difficulty modes, which is more than what the game usually gives you. Uh, there's also there's also code to get extra continues. Um, there's also code that allows you to play as the same character uh, like a two-player game. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, two Cormanos? Ooh. Yep, yep. You can do that. So, uh, yeah. So the overall, uh, the game does a pretty good job, I thought, of ranking uh, scale of difficulty as you go through the stages, except for the boss fights. The boss fights I felt were very unfairly unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, I had easier times with later, some later, later bosses. bosses. Yeah, yeah uh, compared yep. to some <laughs> earlier ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because some of those bosses, they are brutal. Oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> they certainly are. Um, I thought I had notes here in the bosses, but I don't think I kept it in this version of the guide. Give me one second, I'll find it. I'll, I'll find it because I do. 
I'll find it here because if you want to talk about the bosses here, like for a moment. There's an there's uh, an Indian guy, and there's a there's a, a a guy that wants to be buried with his money, and there's another guy <laughs> that he he shoots at you, but then you shoot him, and oh, he pulled a Back to the Future on you, and he's got a metal plate, and and then you got to fight him again. Is that good enough? Do you um, want me to stall for more time? <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Okay. Uh, I got here. Um, so, uh, so, like, so, like, 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 so I'll talk about the, t- uh, the stage in this game, like, real quick here, just to, uh, um, give us an overall, uh, like, an overall thing. Um, stage one's kind of like your, like, your, um, uh, uh, like, your, just your intro, uh, uh, the intro level, like, the town level, I think. Yeah. So, uh, not that hard. Oh, uh, no, Simon, not at all. Si- uh, Simon Greedwell is the boss. plays the boss of the stage worth ten thousand um, dollars. How much money you know, is he, that in like current time? Uh, That's a lot. Well, if you assume, uh, well, I've always, I've always, I've always, I've always assumed that to be current day because ten thousand dollars was worth a lot of money back then. That's what so, I was thinking, like, but they wouldn't. You know, even you know, if like, it was ten thousand dollars in the nineties, you know, that's yeah, a lot of money, yeah. right? Um, yep, it is. So, uh, so, uh, you know, stage two is the, uh, uh, uh stage two, like, from the horse stages. Um, so. Oh, I hate are, these like, stages. I really do. Oh, why is that? Because I really like these. I, because it's, it's so annoying. I, it's, I feel like the hit detection on the guy who's dropping the logs is like, Inconsistent. I can never hit him until like I don't know uh, a certain point. I don't know. It's really <laughs> just uh, it's annoying. You know, I think my problem is that um, the hitbox you have is so huge, and you have hardly any space to maneuver around these bullets. I think that's the problem mm. that I have with it. Yeah, it's yeah, really easy hitbox. to get hit, even if there's like yeah. you know, there's usually only like two guys shooting at you on the screen at maximum. But it's so easy to get hit because you're so close to them and your hitbox is so big. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like you know, you know but you know, I kind of enjoy the uh, the fast-paced action of the game. We've talked about that yet, but but yeah, but the Super NES for its reputation for being a slower system. Uh, this game, this game is very fast-paced, especially in the horse stages. Right, it is. Uh, I mean, like you know, the action comes at you fast and furious. Uh, the bosses, the bot, the bot, the, the your character, the, the, the your character, the enemy. Your character and the characters are large sprites. Uh, there's no flicker. There's no slowdown. Uh, the game animates. Oh, that's yeah. That's game. another thing that I really yeah. like. Is just I haven't seen any flicker or slowdown or nope. anything, and that's amazing. Konami Konami solved that problem that they had with the early games because the launch games had some had some slowdown problems. Yeah. But by now they had, a, uh, you know, by this point they had all the issues worked out. So yeah, I mean, like this keeps the this keeps the fast frantic the, the fast frantic gameplay that the arcade game does, and and and, and it can be more frantic like in the horse stages, which may be like one reason that you didn't uh, like it as much. Plus, I was like you said, the hit the, uh, the hitbox being bigger is like totally fair because yeah, the, because yeah, that is that is an issue. Um, in this stage, like in this stage, you're pretty much chasing after like a wagon, a wagon at first, fighting the Grand Theft Train, fighting uh, under the boss uh, Hawkeye Hank Hatfield, who's worth twenty thousand dollars. Uh, after this, uh, after this is bonus stage. How do you think that? Uh, so what do you think that? So what do you think? So what do you think of the bonus stages? Um, I thought it was cool for the first time, and then after that, I was like, I really don't want to play this. But mo- <laughs> but like, I usually got like most of them anyway. I usually yeah. I, I hit most of the targets anyway. But just well, like they're eh. hard to do in one. Yeah, they're hard to do in one player in one player versus the like versus two player because. In this bonus stage, you have to shoot like fifty people uh, to be able to get the, the, the max, so the max bonus. Right, I usually got something possible. like forty-seven or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, stage three is a like is a like is a like is a hotel slash tavern stage. Um, enemies, enemies talk dynamite at you. This one, which is a real pain in the you know what. So, in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. You can say butt, Greg. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, gotta be careful like with like those guys. So Um this stage uh, like kinda reminded me of um oh geez, what is the name of that game? Um where it's like Wild West, but it's more of a sh- shooter than a side scrolling uh shooter. <laughs> it's it, like you get a cursor and everything. What game is that? 
Um, I think I know Chucky. You're like, though, you're like sitting behind cover and and you shoot bullets at people. I'm not explaining this well. Oh, oh yeah, you're thinking about the um, uh, yeah, uh, that was a that was that was that was a wild gun, wasn't it? Uh, I think that's right. Actually, yeah. Yeah, Mike and I covered Wild Guns way back when in early episodes of this podcast. That's also, um, you know, you know, you know, you know, that's also like a rare game uh, on the system. Oh but, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it was certainly Wild Guns. Um, actually, didn't yeah. they make a like a remake or whatever recently on the PS4? Yep, Ooh. I've not played it yet, but I heard like it's very good. I might have to pick that up. If it's multiplayer, you might have to pick that up too. <laughs> I'm waiting for a sale price, a sale price, a sale price for that one. Means I still want a full price for it. Wait, really? But, uh, yeah. Well, full price being like thirty bucks, but. So, yeah, still. Hmm. But uh, yeah, but yeah, no. I, but you're right. I totally forgot about that. That's another like you know Western themed game. Uh, yeah, that was very good. Oh, it's on the uh, Switch as well. Yeah, yes, yes, it uh, is. Yep. It's got so. a low rating on Amazon for some reason, <laughs> and it's sixty dollars. Yeah. The the PS4 version is twenty seven on sale. That's down. That's that's download only. I think uh, there is a there, there there is a retail release of that game on the PS4. Mm-hmm. But it's not as common. It's not as easy to find. They didn't, uh, they didn't, yeah, yeah, they didn't make a big, like a big run of Well, that's interesting because Amazon's selling it for twenty-seven dollars. Mm, not bad. No. But anyway, speaking about like you know like runs, uh, this game also apparently this, this game, one this gives game, me the game, runs. Game, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, this game, this, this yeah, this game had a big run, but we'll talk about pricing that or pricing later on in the end because that's a, because another thing this game doesn't come with quad guns, but. Um, anyway, this stage's boss is Dark Horse. You go three thousand dollars. Um, stage four is not really a stage per se. It's more like a great big boss fight against Smith Brothers. Uh, like forty thousand dollars. Hate these guys. Yeah, we'll talk about the bosses here in a minute. Oh yeah. But, um, uh, stage five is uh, uh, stage five is another like you know like outside slash train stage. So uh, you're going after El Greco. Who's the, like the fifty thousand dollars. Um, then even the bonus stage after this, bonus stage two is still is still very similar. The first bonus stage, fifty characters killed. Stage six, the one stage six is the Native American stage, the one we talked about earlier that got changed the most, yeah. uh, like the arcade version of the game. So, um, it doesn't have the Indian uh, theme that the uh, that the arcade uh, version did, but it is but it is still outside. I also find so. it interesting. He's the only boss that you don't kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was true. it like that in the arcade uh, version as well? Uh, I don't remember the arcade version of the game. Uh, they probably changed that for this. Uh, like this yeah, version, I'm so they thinking. Stage. Yeah, I'm thinking they might have changed the. So yeah, like Chief, like Chief Wigwam's the boss in the stage, sixty thousand um, dollars. Stage seven, stage seven is the horse stage. So gave for that. Um, and it's much harder. Than, and if you thought the first horse stage, the horse stage was tough. Oh boy. Uh, this one's this one's very very this one's very very challenging. So, uh, uh, Paco Loco is your boss. You should play your boss in this one, seventy thousand dollars. Um, finally, you have the final stage of the game, which is kind of like the enemy, the enemy fortress area per se, against a very strange guy for a final boss, Sir Richard Rhodes, who's English. Go figure. So, I don't know. A <laughs> uh, hundred thousand uh, dollars, like we're knocking him off. So. Um, so, yeah, the bosses, we were talking about this earlier, the bosses are definitely kind of uneven, like, uneven difficulty, I thought. Um, he's very easy, and, uh, uh, the first boss, Simon's very easy, um, regardless of what gun you have. Um, but, but already in stage two, uh, Hawkeye Hank, if you don't know what to do, he's definitely a challenge. It's like, it's very strange to have a boss that's in this game, like, be this tough. Uh, there is a uh, there is a fairly there's a there's a fairly easy to learn pattern you can pattern that you can use to get, to beat this guy. And once you learn that pattern, he goes down pretty quickly. But if you don't know it, uh, he seems like a very unfair difficulty spike. So yeah. Just an update: you you definitely do not kill Chief Scalpum in the arcade okay. version. Yeah, I uh, yeah I wasn't sure about that. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I, so. I had to look that up. I wanted to let everybody know. <laughs> um, stage three is the dark horse uh, fight. Um, this one is tricky. I wouldn't call it difficult. Not as hard as like stage two. It's just like it's kind of 
it's a long fight because you have to like wear them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's the I think I think this thing is probably the hardest the hardest thing like this fight. The Smith Brothers though though stage four. Uh, hardest hardest boss fight in the game I think. Um. <laughs> These guys are a real challenge. I I want to say. Oh, it's it's difficult to assess, but I I think maybe the last boss battle might be actually harder, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean I mean he's tough, but I think these guys are harder only because there's two of them against you. So I mean once you beat one of them, it gets a bit easier. You know what it but... is? You know what? Maybe maybe they are di- more difficult because um they throw bombs and bombs are so overpowered yep. in this game. Like one throws a bomb, one shoots you. Trying to avoid both at the same time. Good luck, because you're gonna need they, it. They, the bombs have like a huge blast radius. It's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Like a, then, like, like a mini mushroom cloud. Right and right, and you can't and you can't shoot and, and you can't shoot at one of the bosses directly. You have to shoot directly. You have to shoot the tavern sign. He's using, he was using a shield. So. Oh, see, what I did was the- I jumped up on the chandelier and I shot them from there. That's a good strategy to mm-hmm. use. Yep, yeah, I was going to say that. That's you know, definitely, uh, definitely one way to do it. Um, whereas, whereas, like, Parison, Stage 5, like, El Greco, he's, I think he's probably one of these bosses of the game. Uh, the uh, easiest is definitely the first one. Yeah, well, well, I mean, next to him. Okay, yeah, I would. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I think I would agree on that. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like you, I mean, like you just keep jumping around and avoiding his whip and you got him, so. Yeah. But, uh... uh Stage six, uh, Chief Wickham. I think it's the second hardest boss in the game. I would agree uh, with that. It, Definitely, it, he blocks your yeah. your shots. You have to you have to do crazy yeah. Hollywood fantastic uh, yep. uh, maneuvers. <laughs> and those knives he throws at you, it's unfair. Oh, Just the dude, way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it, you you definitely will be using a lot of lives, try, a lot of lives trying to bring him down. So um, when you learn his pattern, he gets a little bit easier, but he's still like a very very tough fight. Um, you know, definitely for sure. Yeah. So, uh, stage seven, Paco Loco. He's about a, he's a medium difficulty boss, I think. Um, there are pretty easy. Uh, well, I find it to be like fairly, there's like, a, fairly there's difficult. A, there's a pattern. So, like, yeah. what I like to do is usually uh, worry about the guys in the background because they don't infinitely come back. They eventually, mm-hmm. you know, eventually they just Die. yeah, they're they're gone. Um, yep. So I take care of that, and then fighting this guy was really easy because there's a pattern. He just kind of follows where you yeah. are, yeah. so you just keep yeah. moving, and then you just keep shooting yeah, that's him. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and then like you know, um, and then finally uh, stage eight, the final th- uh, stage eight, the final the final fight by Sir Richard Rose. Um, I think he's probably I don't know. He's debatable if you want to say it's the hardest or second hardest uh, boss fight in the game. It's definitely up there in difficulty. Um, because he has a balcony and he's protecting him for most of the fight. Uh, so trying to, uh, so trying to, so, like, the first part of the game, uh, I'm sorry, the first part of the, the first part of the fight, you, uh, you're trying to pretty much just, like, outlast him or shoot the balcony and destroy him. Yeah. Once the balcony, if the balcony goes, then you can start getting the licks. Um... But but also this fight like the but I, but also this fight like the stage six fight he does have he does have limited once you reach the second part of the fight he does have a limited a limited supply of, of guards so that's so once you sh- so once you shoot all the guards it makes it like a little bit easier yep. so uh, the strategy I had was when I wore out the balcony and um, all the all the other guys were gone I would just jump up there he would actually follow you you could get some shots in you can jump down yep. and you can kind of slide yeah. around and stuff and. Kind of and dodging. this is also the boss that pulled that that pulled that that, that pulled that bulletproof bulletproof plate trick I talked about earlier. Yep. Yeah. Should, when I saw that happen, I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> now I have to do you this again." You should make one, like surprise. Yeah. Nope. Got to do it all over again. <laughs> I mean, it was really clever of them to have a setup like that uh, for the 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 main villain of this game. Oh that yeah, was sure. Very sure. clever yeah, of them. So. I still I still would I still question why the I still I still question why the heck he's English, but it's like. All English people are evil, obviously. That's what I've learned from video games. Ah, uh, so uh, yeah, the enemies, the enemies, the enemies are really I'm talking about too much in this game because they're, they're too much of the game because they're pretty generic. Just pretty much, there's 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 simply like like template swaps between them. Right. You have your you have your you have your burglar, which is uh, generic uh, fat guards, uh, which are. Uh, uh, which are typical mini arcade games this time period. Generic Your guys bomb- with guns. 
Yep. Uh, your bomb throwers, your your diamond throwers, your flame throwers. The flame throwers are nasty. Uh, uh, the, the the green guards, uh, who your uh, who your uh, gun shooters for the most part. Yeah. Uh, knife guards, and purple guards, who uh, uh, the. Uh, who are a little bit harder version, like at the green. Oh, guards. those knife guys! So. You know, like if you're not paying attention, they'll get you. The knife guys are hard. The, the flamethrower guys can also can also toast you quite easily if you're not paying attention. Though so. toasty. Uh, and the dynamite, yeah, dynamite throwers uh, can be tricky, especially if you're trying to try to fight like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, uh, but but unlike but unlike the but unlike some other Konami games, you can see the full game, the full ending on easy mode. Some of the games like Turtles, uh, if you play in easy mode, you don't you don't get the best ending. Uh, the ending the ending in this game, the wording changes a little bit, but you still get to, but you still get a good ending regardless of like what uh, different level that you uh, you uh, the game on. So so kudos for that. At least I hate so. when games do the thing of. Oh, you're playing on easy? You don't get to play the full game. Or you get something different and it's not as good. I just... It's it's yeah. annoying because, you know, games should be open for anybody regardless of skill. And, you know, I don't I don't want a game to be super easy, you know. I want yeah, challenge yeah. there, but, you right. know, not everybody's really good at these types right. of games. Oh, yeah, sure. I, yeah, yeah. And this one... And this one, like I said earlier, I think this one is fairly difficult for like you know your typical running gun games. Yeah. Not the hardest one out there, but it's but it's really a challenge. Um, you know, this game, this game, this game is obviously designed to be a quarter muncher like in the arcades, and they, they kept that difficulty uh, coming over the Super NES. So, but uh, don't mean quarters. That's not good for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, but this game, but this game, but this, but this game certainly ate a lot of quarters in the arcade. It was a very very popular. That's game. why I went blind. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, so yeah, and so the Super Ace version of this game, uh, rated very, very highly. Uh, it certainly got a lot of, like, you know, positive, like, positive marks, like, when it came out. Um, not surprising at all, really. Yeah, so, uh, just to give a couple, compa- uh, you know, comparisons, comparisons here, let's see here, um, uh, uh, Super Play. I never heard of this magazine, but you know it was a, a, pair, a, a fairly popular one in the time period. For example, it gave like eighty-seven um, percent. Let's see. What's uh, the lowest consoles. rating? Lowest rating of the Super Nintendo version of the game uh, looks like to be about a. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'll go to Game FAQs like real quick. They have a they have a summary here about the uh, the ratings. Well, I'm sure you'd be able to find like a Metacritic or something, no? Yeah, but they have. Yeah, but they also have one like on here too. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Let's see. Ah. Uh, well, if you, well, if you give it a more modern, contemporary, contemporary rating, there's a two. There's, there's a two out of five, which really seems like a whack. What? Who who did that? Yeah. <laughs> and where can I find them? Uh, most three, yeah, the lowest conventional rating on a scale of like five would be about three and a half. So really, uh, the uh, the average rating was like four out of five. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess three but, uh, three still isn't bad. Three out of yeah. five and so so bad, but yeah. two. Who said yeah. that? <laughs> Uh, it, it also retired. It also retired. Retired, obviously, the Genesis version of the game because of all the differences. This uh, is between two versions. Right. Uh, IGN, when they did their 100 best Super NES games several years ago, uh, rated as 88th, like another list. Okay. So. Not too crazy about IGN, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's tough competition because Super NES has that, like, you know, like. It, you like you know great games for it. So I mean, they but, did a uh, they did a really good yeah. joke with the God of War thing recently that they pulled down and because some people oh, are oh yeah upset. I heard about that yeah so <laughs> yeah, stupid I, I saw it. I gotta go to, they finally I did something it. actually like not too bad and then it's just like people started crying anyway let's <laughs> let's go back to this game yeah 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think that this game suffers the same flaw that any kind of run and gun game of this time period does. That you, uh, you after a while, after a while, after you master the game, it gets boring. But um, I think part of the problem the is that uh, you can't, um, you can't stand still and aim. True. That's yep. the only yep. problem I have. But other than that, not really. I mean, yeah, other than difficulty, pretty good. Difficult, yeah, but like, I just right. suck. Yeah. No, the controls I thought were pretty good. I mean, like, you know, um, uh, I, 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 I really didn't have any problems, problems, problems that per se. Yeah. Uh, the slide, the, the slide skill is critical to master because that slide skill can get you in some, uh, 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 some like, tough spots. Certainly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so as far as running guns go, I mean, it's very, very good by running gun standards. It's certainly, you know, this is, again, why Konami was so thought, uh, so, 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 so highly thought of during this time period because, like, you know, they, on you, because this game talk talk right up there like a right up there like along the like you know turtles uh uh like uh turtles in time and also uh simpsons and x-men for being like you know like uh the great uh like you know great like arcade arcade running gun games this time period right you know anybody mentioned those games will mention this one too so um you know very popular games are very popular games very popular games are very popular today um which is which is uh, which is backed up by the uh, by the pricing. So because I can't I can't imagine this game at a small print run being like Konami and being the game so popular. It had to have a huge like a huge print run because um, you know there was no reason for Konami to make a limited copy, limited, you know, a limited edition of the, of the game release for a game that's like the game is popular. So uh, so like. I had to have like a very like you know like large like large print run, and that's kind of supported by numbers that but it's about numbers of the game I saw on eBay. Um, there are 45 copies of the game currently listed. There's 153 copies that recently sold. Uh, however, I did not realize this until I started looking for it. Um, this is also a super nice game that, like Earthbound, a couple other games, has been highly uh, like reproduced. So, uh, you know, buyer beware if you're shopping this game, uh, like an eBay, because, uh, um, however, I will say this, the reproductions are, the reproductions, all the reproductions I saw were, were clearly marked as being repro. Buyer beware, as you're in you, for a scare. Yeah. As, as long as you read the title and description, they, they spell, uh, uh the sellers don't hide the fact that's, uh, they don't hide the fact it's a repro. I think it's why eBay hasn't yanked those auctions down yet, because the fact that to be the fact they're clearly saying what it is. Um, and so, I know there are a good amount of people who who do sell repros that uh, actually mark it on the cartridge, either on the label or the cartridge itself, that it is a repro. Yeah, I didn't see any of those in this case, hmm, but okay. the auctions, but the auctions at least did all say clearly, clearly, clearly that they were like reproductions. Okay. So, um, and you know, this game has not been released. Uh, over the years, not even the arcade version of the game had been released at all. Really, uh, wasn't in so, any kind of like arcade collection or anything. No, really. Not to my okay. Yeah. So. Wow. So yeah, if you want a physical copy of the game, uh, there's nothing wrong with having reproduction, a reproduction, a reproduction of the game. You, you want a physical copy as long as you know that's what you're buying. Um, because re- because repro prices are not that bad. Uh, the repros. For obviously card only for those guys. Uh, they sold anywhere in these prices for shipping. They sold anywhere from like fourteen to uh, fourteen to thirty-two dollars. Oh, okay. Which is okay. Yeah, which is okay for what it yeah. is. I mean, like, of course, it's not the real thing, but if, uh, but but if you don't care about that, you just want a physical physical copy of the game to play. Um, that's what it is. You want the real thing though? That's going to cost you. Um, uh, a real copies of this game is floating away from forty nine to one hundred six dollars. Okay. And CIB gets even worse. Uh oh! Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, CIB can run anywhere from one hundred thirteen, sorry, one hundred nineteen to three hundred thirteen dollars. Oh, jeez. And this and this game had a poster included with it, also, George. Just so you know. Ooh. So is it a nice they, poster? Uh, I didn't see any pictures of it laid out. I just saw the folded up. Uh, folded up version of it, just like in the boxes. So I can't tell. I got a bunch of posters <laughs> I gotta put up on the wall. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like you know, for Super NES pricing, the car prices are not crazy. I mean, they are on the high side. They're about equivalent to they're equivalent to equivalent to what Earthbound and other like re, uh, uh, uncommon games are these days. But um, 
See, I be though. That's gonna cost you, uh, like quite a bit if you want the game complete. Yeah. So that's a shame. But, uh, but yeah, I had no idea. So the, uh, I had no idea that they had no idea that there were so many repos in this game might be made. Not only that, uh, there's also the, not only that. There's also there's also some three one and four one combos being sold uh, out there, which also included this game as part of that, which I thought was in, uh, to, to, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Okay. So. Um, so, like, you know, like, again, if you don't care, you know, playing in a multi-cart with, like, you know, this game and a few other games on it. So, overall impressions. Uh, I'm a big fan of, like, the arcade game. Um, um, you know, I enjoy Turtles in Time a little bit more than this game, I think, overall, but this is still, like, a very, very fun game. Uh, like I said, the Wild West theme is very unique. Um, it's a very fun, fast-paced, frantic shooter. Um... The the, uh, uh, the Super NES version of this game is very, is a very very good port, like an arcade game. Uh, they really did a great job pulling it over. I thought uh, minus 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 the minus the censorship changes and the graphical uh, the graphical twi- uh, touches. Uh, it, uh, uh, like it's a very close close copy of the, like the arcade game. Uh, two player mode. I, I I I have played it. I have played it. I have played it like the arcade two player. It's, it's certainly. It's not easier. Easier. It's also a lot more fun to play in mode, but it's still a lot of fun. Like a lot of fun single player mode as well. Also, uh, the only gripes I have about the game are the gripes you already mentioned earlier. Uh, the bosses are very uh, are very are very unfair difficulty scale, mm-hmm. um, and they're a little bit tougher than they should be in this game. I think overall. I think, um, and they uh, and. Uh, and pulling off some of the pulling off some of the control moves can be a little bit complicated at first if you get the hang of things. Uh, but you know, minus those minus those minus those, minus those weak points, this is a very very fun game. Nobody enjoys running gun shooters. You never play this play this like play this like whatever reason. I should definitely check this out because uh, it because 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 I think it's still like because I think I think it's still a lot of fun to play today as it was like when it first came out. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. You wanted me to talk. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the idea here. <laughs> All right. This is a podcast, right? Um, yeah, no, this is a this is a great game. Um, I did not really play the arcade version, so I don't really have a true comparison, but it is definitely fun to play. I wish I did get a chance to play with somebody else um this is, this is definitely a game that you would want to play with somebody uh oh four player sounds awesome <laughs> wish i could do that yeah, it is yes yeah, yeah. um yeah. yeah but yeah honestly i don't really have anything else to really say different from what you said uh boss difficulty is just yeah, yeah it's all over the place and yeah <laughs> i it's a great game it's it's it looks great it sounds great it's uh pretty cool. And, and and can the final thoughts since George said uh, like since George likes to talk about like speed runs. Right. Uh, this game was done in a recent uh, like uh, uh, like AGDQ, which I believe stands for Amazing Games Done Quick. Awesome games done quick. Uh, awesome quick done quick done quick. Yeah, back 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 two thousand twelve live. Uh, they did it in just under 19 minutes. Uh, 18 minutes. If, 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 if 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Uh, 59 seconds. Uh, the world record appears to be uh, 18 minutes and 19 seconds. So pretty close to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, it certainly is, considering it. Uh, you know, it took me 500 hours to to finish this. That's not true. <laughs> You probably use save states quite a bit too, huh? <laughs> uh, I only use save states to save progress when I took a break. Ah, okay, fair enough. Yep. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, this is still like a great game that holds up very well today, and just it makes me sad playing it because I'm just like, man, Konami's just Konami's just a show like what they used to be. You know how the mighty have fallen. What are you talking about? They're putting out games like Metal Gear Survive and. The Metal Gear oh Pachinko <laughs> and the Castlevania Pachinko and um, think of another Konami property and insert it here, Pachinko. You got like a big rig going on in the background? Passing by? What was that? Motorcycle property. Oh, okay. It's starting to, it's finally starting to get a little it's finally starting to get like a bit warm here in Providence like in late April. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But but this 
but this is one of those years. We, but this is one of those years like, where Joker goes like winter to summer. So, uh, because it's gonna be in this. Because, because make it eighty uh, uh, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday next week. So, okay. But uh, yeah, so no spring here. So, <laughs> uh, it is like it is finally, but but like it is like it is finally, like it is it is finally, it is finally starting to get like you know, like a, you know, a little bit milder finally. So so that's good. But uh, yeah, it's 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 getting pretty hot over here. Oh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I think that pretty much wraps this up. Uh, I can't think of anything else to say about this game. Like a new George. Uh, play it. Yep, play it for sure. For somebody else, if you can. Yes. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, so so that's uh, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Uh, we are a proud member of both the Retro Junkies Throwback Network. We find a bunch of other great retro themed podcasts, both uh, like both gaming, non gaming related. Uh, such as the, uh, you know, such as a uh, big say, uh, Diary Arcade Employee podcast that I plugged earlier, uh, earlier in this one. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, etc., you can leave us a comment on our Facebook page, uh, or you can also email me directly if you want to at the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, very much appreciate like both of those. And if you want to give us a review, full uh, review on iTunes, uh, that'd be very much appreciated like as well. Um, George, where can we find you at if the listener is so inclined? Well, if you're really interested, I guess I'll let you know. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief. That is at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Um, I also do another podcast with Greg, PlayStation Power. This is not family-friendly podcast. But uh, I also do Master System Masterpieces, which is on the or part of the Retro Junkies Network. Uh, we talk about Master System games, if you couldn't tell. And, uh, I guess, I guess I do stream it on Twitch, I guess. Same name as my, my, uh, my Twitter. That's not family-friendly either, at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, so, next episode, uh, num- uh 98, uh, we're gonna be looking at another Japanese-only game, which is only kind of technically Japanese, only because that this particular port of the game never came out in the West, but people, um, you know, people are very familiar with the original games that this game is based off of. Um, we are looking at the Japanese-only uh, Super NES versions of the Dragon Quest games, the first two Dragon Quest games, which came out here in the States, Dragon Warrior. Go on. Yeah, yeah, and for a while, George was using love-up music, but I guess it's like email tone, like on his phone. Maybe. <laughs> no, it wasn't email. It was uh, uh, it was just in general notification. Just in general, okay, all right, yeah. All right. Oh yeah, that's right. You still use the AOL one for email. <laughs> you got mail. <laughs> yep. Let's just talk about my phone for the rest of the episode. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, uh, so uh, Dragon Quest in the series is now known uh, is now known by because that's that was always the name of it in Japan. Uh, they. They re-released the games to the Super NES. The first two games were included t- together like one pack. Super and Dragon Quest 3 came out later on by itself. Um, with some, with some, uh, with some gameplay differences. Uh, the graphics and music were, of course, given uh, uh, like an update. It's like a Super uh, Mario All Stars type of deal, right? Yep. And they also, and they, and they also changed the, and also changed the, uh, the ratio of enemies and how much experience and gold the monsters gave you to to allow you to level up faster. Which is, to, which is particularly noticeable in the first Dragon Warrior because you can get to that game half the time that the original NES game did. Oh yeah, so. they did that with the uh, phone version. Yep. yep. So, so but anyway, uh, there have been there's there's very good so there's so there's there's very good patches out there with translate uh, 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 the game like in English fully. So uh, this is so it's very easy so it's very easy to find just like if I can play these. Uh, we're also getting ready to do our hundredth episode pretty soon. Oh, jeez! Uh, pretty soon, so, which is gonna be a special one. Uh, we're working on the details. We're gonna be having a special, uh, special format of a uh, like of a game draft, which done before some of the podcasts, where we're gonna have a, a bunch of special, uh, special, special guests from us, from uh, like fellow podcasting hosts, who are gonna pick uh, like a draft in random order. Uh, which reminds me, George, this is how much I like this podcast. Like I'm just saying, they have all drafts like to record this podcast with you. So be thankful. But, uh, uh, like speaking about like drafts. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go like around the order, uh, the table randomly, and pick like pick our five favorite super NES. Wait, games. we're gonna sit at a table together? Are you flying table. everybody out? Uh oh. <laughs> I wish I could. Have that. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, we should cut that bit like pretty thought. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, uh, if we have a podcast host interested, which looks like we may, we're going to be doing like two separate, uh, uh, two separate episodes. Oh, jeez. Uh, because, because like five is about as much people you want to cram to a podcast at one time. What are you talking about? Let's cram ten people in. <laughs> Skype, <laughs> Skype supports up to. Actually, I think Skype supports up to eight. I forget. I, I think it is eight. Yes. There we uh, go. Eight person podcast. There you go. <laughs> it's just going to be utter chaos. Yeah, that'd be insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, so yeah, that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, tentatively scheduled the first week of June. So more details on that. Uh, more details on that. that like, like forthcoming. So anyway, uh, as always, we always appreciate your appreciate your support and listen to us very much. Um, and uh, go out there and like you know be a bounty hunter in life and like rack up the big kills. Hasta la bye bye. <laughs> uh, take care everybody see ya Nintendo controls 80% of the video market but no matter how you play the game or which game you play things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man now you're playing with power Deep power